Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 160 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. Jacob, it's lovely to see you. As always, God, it's so lovely. I mean, the loveliness, it is off the charts today. It's just peak loveliness on a scale of one to ten we're at a 23 everybody (laughs) something to think about uh yeah i really don't have i don't want to talk about anything that's happening in the world is that okay Uh, can i just it's more than okay can i just bypass all of it because i don't like any of it yeah the suicide squad disappointed at the box office oh did it oh it's just it's one of those things that's too bad i wanted them to get one of them right i mean the movie's right it's just nobody went to go see it oh did you watch it i did is it, it enjoyable? It's very enjoyable. Is it Jacob enjoyable or is it enjoyable? Mm, there you go. Mostly Jacob enjoyable, but <laughs> okay, I don't say also anybody enjoyable. There's a lot of Jacobs out there. <laughs> there yeah, there's more, I mean, too many Jacobs out there, unfortunately. It's a scary, scary <laughs> world. Hey, you want to know something? As uh, we always. record today, today's my wedding anniversary. Happy wedding anniversary to Thanks, you bro. and Andrew. Five years married, 13 years together. Wow. Lucky 13. Yeah. And Friday the 13th tomorrow. It's all kind of coming together for you. Know, you know, I realized what the secret to a relationship is. I'm going to uh, share with everybody. This no, is it. Okay. Your partner has to be able to do a really good impersonation of you when they're making fun of, like, how obnoxious you're being. And that's it. Because... Okay, that's it's a very interesting choice. Learn to mock the other person properly. I mean, when Andrew does a Michelle impersonation, I'm crying because I'm like, it's like looking in a mirror, like in <laughs> real life. That's it. That's the he, secret, everybody. He knows all your quirks, man. He knows exactly how to get the uh, intonation. And like, it's really, it's, it's really good. It's good stuff. I know. It's much better than my Michelle impression. I'll tell you that much. Don't you dare. Don't you do one thing. I don't even want to see we're, it. We're saving that for a future episode. There's everybody. no way that that would be funny. <laughs> and this is going to be a funny episode. Uh, well, all of our episodes are funny, Michelle. You yeah, know but that. they're not intentionally funny. That's, oh, that's the bummer. So we want to take our minds off of the news and comedy time and time again has been shown to have positive mental and physical health benefits, which is something we could all use right about now. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. No question there. You know what? Also, there is a grain of truth to the old, like, laughter is the best medicine kind of adage. For example, a recent study of 88 cancer patients monitored the effects of watching comedy videos, um, and they're on their anxiety levels and their vital signs, so pre and post surgery. And those who watched the videos showed a significant reduction in anxiety and blood pressure. Oh. Well, I mean, that's really that amazing. Makes sense. There's another European study, too, that found that um, humorous distractions, like watching a funny clip, even, um, is effective in increasing pain tolerance. Oh, okay. That, so if you're at the dentist, sense. you're like, just put on some people falling on YouTube. Studies have also shown that laughter is helpful in boosting the immune system. So like, it's really crucial right now. <laughs> like, you should be, all, everybody should just be listening to comedy 24 seven. Get, get to giggling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we wanted to talk about today. Um, in particular is comedy specials because comedy specials in concert movies are not Kind of just the next best thing to being there. I mean, nine times out of ten, they are the primary way that we experience stand-up comedy overall. Oh yeah, I mean, you're not, unless you're going to comedy clubs on a regular basis, like yeah. you're not going to get a chance. And they've been kind of closed. No, in and case some of the. I mean, noticed. I've seen a couple people um, in real life, but I'm really sad because I'm supposed to see Ricky Gervais in 2020. 
it got postponed to to yesterday, which then got postponed again to like December. So I don't think I'm ever going to see him. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, you never know. Fingers crossed. He's someone that can impersonate and make fun of people. I'm really just drawn to that. Well, he's going to have. It's a little nasty. I kind of like it. You know what? When (laughs) once you get once he actually gets to perform, he's going to have some words for I think anti-vax people. And when it comes up, I feel like he's going to have a whole bit. Yeah, you better watch out for Ricky because he don't care. Oh yeah, what you're feeling. He's going to go right for the jugular on those ones. But most of the big people in life, like George Carlin or Robin Williams. you know, you've probably seen from their HBO specials or mm-hmm. Comedy Central showcases, there is an entire generation of comedians who weren't even born when Richard Pryor released Live in Concert who can still recite the best lines from it. So we've been really lucky that when we find something that makes us laugh and that we like, we can watch it a gajillion times. Uh, absolutely. And, and comedy is one of those things, if you have a good comedy bit, it's timeless you could perform it any time you want and it's still gonna work it's It's true we might even play a couple bits here that you're like i've heard this but like it's still funny i know for a fact (laughs) it's still funny i know for a fact there's a whole ton of george carlin bits like i've seen him recently you go back and listen to him you're like yikes george carlin on the the nose i I could talk about him forever i'm just gonna say like he is a genius oh and we needed him in the last like five years, I needed George Carlin, and it's so sad that he wasn't here because not only was he funny, but he was so smart. We had really similar sensibilities in the way that we see the world. We watched everything we could find of his on YouTube during the quarantine. Oh, we I were mean, just all George Carlin. I used to watch George Carlin specials as a kid, and yeah. like it very much influenced my like way of thinking on a lot of subjects. Yeah, this whole point of view and theory on it, and just quotes are still stuck in my head. He's fantastic. So we're gonna talk about some of the comedy specials that we really like, um, make you laugh, make you think, and by think, I want to talk about the first one that really kind of inspired this episode idea. Is Bo Burnham has a new special. Um, called Inside. Yes, indeed. Okay. Inside Netflix. And it's really... <laughs> it's, <sighs> it's tough <laughs> to find anything that you can compare to Bo Burnham's Inside. So he uh, recorded this special in his home during the COVID-19 pandemic. He didn't have a crew or an audience, and it took him about a year to put this special together. So along with hilarious sketches about things like reaction videos and video game streaming, um, and it's filled with original songs, that's his comedy, if you don't know it. He kind of tinkers at the piano and then says really ridiculous things that some of us find funny and maybe others do not. Yeah, I'm not the world's biggest Bo (laughs) Burnham fan, but I do appreciate the guy's talent. Like, I see talent there. It's just I'm not always on the comedy songs. And maybe it'll change as he gets older and changes. So at first, these songs are pure comedy. It's like FaceTiming with my mom tonight, (laughs) which is really, really funny. And then there's some biting satires. There's one song that's called How the World Works. But As the year progresses, as he's making this special, he kind of goes from like this slightly shaggy guy to like a full-on mountain man, and things start to get like really dark Mm -hmm. until the comedian, till he's singing something like, it'll be over soon, and you're not sure if he's talking about the pandemic, the world, the special, all of it. Um, And I have to say, I feel like it's kind of an artistic 
masterpiece. I mean, that's what you know. That's what's going on with this dude. It seems like he's sort of transitioning not out of comedy, but definitely moving to more of an art space. With that's stuff. that's a really good call because this special is a little more grounded rather than some of like the zany aspects of his previous work, and it's a really introspective look at isolation and anxiety and loneliness, and self-loathing and just the colorful spectrum of general mental health challenges. So there is a lot in there and it is not traditional comedy, but I think that you'll still laugh. Oh, absolutely. I mean, guys, go. it's always interesting when you see a person who starts out in one form of entertainment and then can transition seamlessly and well into another. Yeah. So the fact that he's also being a little introspective with it, like Michelle said, and just kind of giving you his thoughts and feelings. And it's it's really interesting. I'm going to play um, just a clip from one of the songs to just give you an idea um, of what he's all about. Let's do it. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet? There's no need to panic. This isn't a test. <laughs> Just nod or shake your head and we'll do the rest. Welcome to the internet. What would you prefer? Would you like to fight for civil rights or tweet a racial slur? Be happy, be horny, be bursting with rage. We got a million different ways to engage. So, yeah, I would love to play all of that song, but since it's about the <laughs> internet, it gets much darker. We, we did play the whole thing in studio here, and boy, we were like, we need to cut this immediately. We were bopping, like, though. We, we, were, we, we, we were, were definitely bopping, bopping. Bopping to the beat. So yeah, check out uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. Jacob, what do you recommend? Alright, so uh, I'm at tip, you know, go check out Stephen Lynch stuff. He's going to be coming to Buffalo soon. He's another singing comedian whose songs we absolutely cannot play. <laughs> okay, I'll, play I'll play one for Michelle off the air. But he's coming, to to, he's coming to Buffalo in September, so go check him out. He's got like nine albums, so he's another singing comedian. Okay. But boy, oh boy, I'm going to start with one of the greats here, Michelle, one of the guys I grew up watching comedy and who has influenced my comedy stylings a whole lot. Oh, no. I'm talking about the great Stephen Wright, the deadpan king. Oh, brother. (laughs) If you do not know who Stephen Wright is, I am sorry for you. Well, here's what. Let's play a clip of him first. And then you can talk about him because I think that's a good idea. He just like says sentences. (laughs) But anyway, here he is. My uncle was a clown for Ringling Brothers Circus. And when he died, all his friends went to the funeral in one car. (laughs) So I get out of the bed. I figured I'd go for a walk. She said, how long are you going to be gone? I said, the whole time. (laughs) And then we saw a sign, next mile, one mile. Oh, and Michelle is shaking her head over here. I mean, it's very Jacob. I can definitely see why it appeals to you. I mean, he, I mean it's funny. He's got two comedy albums that he put out 20 years apart. The first one is called I Own a Horse, and the second album is called I Still Own a Horse. So that, oh <laughs> this is the level. I like that. That's the long That's the long. That's con, a long con like man. That. He's got one of those voices that's instantly recognizable. He was in Reservoir Dogs as the voice on the radio for K-Billy Super Sounds of the 70s. Okay. He was in Half Baked as the dude on the couch. 
he shows up randomly in comedy stuff. He was in uh, one of my, the movies that I embarrassingly have seen more than any else was a ho- um. So I married an axe murderer. I love that movie. I love it too. I hear there, I hear there's movie. a sequel coming out. I don't know about it, but oh. we'll see. But yeah, he plays the the pilot in that movie, just busting out one liners. It's just fabulous. Is he still around? He is still. He's around. still doing comedy shows. S- still performing. Okay, because that's why he doesn't have a lot of comedy specials. He's mostly a live comedian. So like, he still tours a lot. He still comes out and does a lot of comedy specials. Just not so many that he actually releases. But if you're looking for like deadpan, and I'm talking deadpan, like straight faced. Just, he really does. He never smiles. He does not make himself laugh. <laughs> and, and like the jokes are just, they're so obvious, but they're so great the way he delivers. I mean, yeah. those, those are just examples. There's many more much dirtier ones, which like the Bo Burnham ones, we've thought about playing and we're like, you know what? I don't want to be doing all this. This was of a beeps. difficult task in all ways that will continue <laughs> about why it was hard to get clips. But, but, but if you want to get some classic comedy, some deadpan one liners, get to the YouTube on that one. Go check out Stephen Wright, guys. He, he's one of the, he's one of the best out there. Okay. Talking about the best. Oh, we got to go. It's George Carlin. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's the guy right there. I'll honestly just say watch every special, but in particular I'm talking about the one It's Bad For You. Mm-hmm. That was his 19th and final special. Um, four months after it came out, he died of heart failure. Very depressing, man. It's really depressing. He was 71 at the time. The stage uh, which was Which really, is really young when you it think is, about it. It's uh, young. 71? For now. The stage was unique in that it was designed to represent this really glamorous living room. I really love that set. <laughs> um and interestingly, one of the topics addressed uh, that he addressed during the show is the things that people say when someone dies. So I don't know. It's kind of creepy, sad. The HBO special was nominated for an Emmy, um, Outstanding Variety Music or Comedy Special, and the accompanying comedy album also won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album. It was given I posthumously. Mean, he also is the guy that gave us the uh, the words you can't say on television, yeah. one of his most famous bits. We won't be playing that bit. I So I took a small bit from this because... You know, he swears a lot, but it's so funny. Um, so I'll play a little thing, and maybe we'll have one beep in there. All right, there we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Did you know, you ever, remember when you were a kid, if you if you told another kid something he didn't quite believe, he'd say, you swear to God? I would always say, yeah, I swear to God, even if I was lying. <laughs> Why not? What's going to happen if I lie? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing happens if you lie, unless you get caught, and that's a whole different story. Sometimes a kid would think he was being slick with me, and he'd say, you swear on your mother's grave? I'd say, yeah, why not? First of all, my mother was alive. She didn't even have a grave. (laughs) Second of all, even if she was dead, what's she going to do, rise from the grave and come and haunt me? Come and haunt me? All because I told a lie to an eight-year-old? Get real, will you? I feel like I, I feel like I need to go swing by the media room and go pick up like all of his specials immediately just to I go know. Like, watch them all and remember. I have to go through and see. You know, I was looking for a lot of these specials to buy on DVD and a ton of them are out of print. So I'm not surprised by that. You we can- have what we have. A lot of it, though, you can catch um, streaming or on the on YouTube. But you, if YouTube, we don't have H- it, it's because we just can't anymore. YouTube, HBO Max has a bunch of them because uh, yeah. they used to be the kings of comedy and boxing. Oh, Gosh, we could talk about my memories of loving HBO back in the day and how much I miss both boxing and comedy on there. No, I'm afraid of young Jacob, so we're just going to move <laughs> on. What else, who else do you have? All right, so next I'm going to go uh, with a comedian Every a lot of people know because of his Comedy Central show that's been on for 12, 13 years now. I'm talking about Daniel Tosh and Tosh.0. Oh. 
Oh, I hate that dude. I figured I you would hate that dude Tosh. on fire. <laughs> and that is kind of the reaction most people have about Daniel Tosh. We absolutely could not play a clip of Daniel Tosh on this show because we would be canceled before we even released it. Uh, but he is a comedian who is one of the top comedians in the country, actually. He sells out constantly. Everybody loves him. His show's been on forever. It's just showing stupid internet Boys clips. that wear their white hats backwards love him. Let's not just say everybody. <laughs> we call that the Dane Cook contingent of comedian <laughs> fans. Um, but he hasn't had a comedy special put out since 2011's Happy Thoughts, which we do have here at the library, so you can come pick that up. Um, and he actually is kind of a philanthropist in a way. Okay. Because every year he hosts a stand-up comedy special or stand-up comedy show called Tosh Saves the World. Which has featured comedians such as Bo Burnham, uh, Chelsea Peretti, Hannibal Buress, and uh, Kumail Nanjiani. So, no, a bunch of other comedians you should go check out if you have. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, but if you only know him from the Comedy Central show, where you you know you just watch a bunch of internet videos and laugh at people getting hit in the groin, then you're <laughs> kind of missing out on what his humor is. Basically, how do we even describe it, Michelle? If I mean, if you've listened to our show, I think we've done well. Yeah, if you've listened to our show, uh, you know what Michelle likes and doesn't like. So imagine everything she hates. That's what Daniel Tosh's comedy is. That's an excellent description. Mm -hmm. It is misogynistic. It is very, not, well, not racist humor or anything like that, but it does make fun of a lot of people, makes fun of white people a lot in that special. Even Insults though he's the, the worst of white people. Yes, he's, his, his character is basically the worst part about <laughs> like what y white guys <laughs> yes. is exactly what his character is and it's fantastic so <laughs> if you're looking for some offensive comedy that not everybody's gonna he, like he is every dude that was at woodstock 99 oh nice pull nice <laughs> timely pull <laughs> that's what did you is. watch that documentary i did yikes let's do a whole show about that later yeah, but yikes on that all one, right everybody. check out this guy if, if you have to anyway <laughs> um another great one where they're again check out every special especially to see the growth of this comedian, but I'm going to go with Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly. Oh, another classic. Super classic. This was um, his first among the many hour-long specials that he has had since then. It aired on July 6th, 2000, and in it he really talks about a myriad of topics. There's police brutality and racism and drug use, but he makes them all funny. Even now when he gets really serious, he still always finds like the humor in things, mm -hmm. but like Bo Burnham kind of changing, there are really serious topics where sometimes you're like, well, this is just like a talk. Oh, it's yeah. like the Dave Chappelle Ted talk. Um, in 2015, Rolling Stone ranked Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly at number six on its list of the 25 best stand-ups of all time. Oh. And it's the highest rated among all of his work. I'm not surprised by that. It was like right when he first came out. And it was a big, t big time hit on um, HBO. Totally. But a few years after it came out, he went into a lengthy retirement and then only came back in like the 2010s. Mm -hmm. I remember so everybody remembers that. Everybody remembers tale. that. That was, that was really crazy. Ran away to Africa, if I remember the story correctly. Yeah. Um, he taped this special in his hometown of Washington, D.C. This was four years before Chappelle's show really broke big. Mm -hmm. um, but it really delivers everything that we know and love. It is his sort of trademarks. He's got these like shaggy dog tails of increasingly absurd details. He always is good with the quick reversals, um, really playful bits. Him always breaking into giggles, and probably my favorite thing. And he always hits the mic on his body. That's I've, like my oh, favorite Dave Chappelle trait. I've, no, I've noticed, I noticed that on his newer specials. He's still doing that same thing it's, to end jokes. He always does, but it's like really funny to me. And then, you know, he has like a blistering commentary on 
uh, race, which is really couched in this seemingly offhand storytelling. So it just kind of sneaks up on you. But no matter the matter at hand, um, Chappelle really forces nothing. And I think that that's why he's such a, a classic mainstay. Oh, I mean, to this day, Chappelle is already like the number what is he, like the number one or two comedian out there. He puts on a special anywhere. He sells out immediately. He came yeah. to Buffalo recently. That thing was... You know, people were all about going to that show. I really, I love Chappelle. Again, I went through so many hilarious clips. Couldn't find one that I wouldn't have to just edit way too much out of. So you'll have to just look these up yourself. A lot of N-bombs dropping on those A lot of just swearing in in general. So what are you going to do? We tried everybody, but (laughs) unfortunately, comedy is kind of dirty at this time. This is a G-rated show, so (laughs) G-rated. PG PG with you. What (laughs) else do you have? Quote, unquote, in the air. So the next one I'll go with, go, go to some clean comedians here. I'll go with Pete Holmes, another guy who may be your um, cup of tea. Describe him to me. I can't think of who he is. Something oh. he's in or some bit oh, of his. He is the lame white guy comedy. Like, I mean, that doesn't help me. Yeah, well, if you saw his face, I guarantee it. Constantly smiling. Looks like a Mormon is basically how looks I Looks like a Mormon? All right, I'm going like to look him up while you talk. Um, but he is one of the top touring comedians in America. His book, Comedy Sex God, came out in 2019. He had a show on HBO for a couple of seasons called Crashing, which was, you know, it's a pretty good show. I, I recognize his face, but I cannot think of his comedy at all. Yeah, he's another one where we, we could probably find eclipse, but it's like, well, it's early in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, and he also hosts the uh, You Made It Weird podcast, which is another fun little listen. Okay. Has a bunch of comedians on there. Um, his newest special was uh, called Dirty Clean. It was on Netflix in 2018. Dirty Clean. Netflix, man. We got to stop and talk about them for a second. You want to talk about somebody who's putting a lot of money into stand-up comedians. There like, is so much on there. I mean, even on my list here, just looking at them, like him. Um, Kevin Hart has, I feel like, 20 on there. Oh, yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah. They're, oh, that dude, he's just like, give me a special, give me a movie, put me on. and They're like, like yeah, yes, sure, Kevin. Yes, Mr. Hart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Pete Holmes, he does like a kind of comedy you could listen to with your parents and they would still both laugh at it. But he also has the ability to get a little bit dirtier, a little more out there with his comedy at times, even though generally I would say he's a relatively clean comedian. So if you're looking to take it a little bit easier, go check him out. Okay. And then on the completely other end of the spectrum, go check out Tom Segura. Also a Netflix comedian. Really funny. This is great because I don't know a lot of these people. Oh, I know. Oh, you really? You have to go check out. I think you would like Segura. Okay. He's a little bit more on the He's not that dude that always does it with his shirt off and his big gut hanging out, is it? No. Oh, my God. That's Burke Kersher. And he does a... Uh, uh, podcast with that guy, but I would never recommend that dude because that that I comedy just, special. I'm not going to watch him because I don't get the no shirt bit. As soon I don't as I, yeah, look at that. I, see, this is very rare where me and Michelle agree on something because <laughs> we both saw that special. The guy standing on the shirt off. I'm like, I'm never going to watch that special. Yeah, was that like, looks good. dumb, and I don't need gimmicks like that. If I want to watch redneck comedy, I'll watch uh, Larry the Cable Guy or something, and maybe actually get a chuckle every now and then. Perhaps, <laughs> maybe. Um, but his most recent special is called Ball Hog. Um, is more observational kind of humor and like that. Jerry Seinfeld observational humor. Um, yeah, but more like story driven and a little bit on the a lot more f bombs. Okay, <laughs> than that one. <laughs> Sounds right. Um, he also hosts the Two Bears One Cave podcast with Mr. Shirtless himself. Bert okay, Kersher. and he also hosts a podcast called Your Mom's House with his <laughs> wife, which he has been doing for about ten years now. All right, well he's so keeping busy. Different options, of course. Neither of those podcasts are as good as all booked up. The ratings will show you that. Wow, look at that. <clears throat> but go check both of those guys out. Go, go both ends of the um, spectrum there. Get some dirty clean going. 
Okay. Um, here's one of my faves, the cleanest guy in town, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, yep. There you go. Speaking of white guys. Right <laughs> well, and I'm recommending his special Beyond the Pale, which I assume is about his body. I would imagine so. And I feel like if you are ever wondering why he is respected by basically all corners of the comedy world, Beyond the Pale really answers that question. He's just funny. He just he's, is, yeah. He's the last comic that I actually saw live before the world shut down. Um and yes, this is his breakthrough special that features the Hot Pockets routine. Hot Pockets. And yes, I'm going to play a bit of the Hot Pockets routine <laughs> because it holds up until the end of time. But there's really a lot here, though. Um, he's able to play the biggest venues and to the most mainstream audiences while still maintaining credibility in the alt comedy scene, mm-hmm. which I think is really difficult. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to be a like arena level comedian and also be able to do comedy clubs and still have people like and laughing at And still be jokes. like, you're really funny. He is a master craftsman who is smart and he's sharp enough to really bring his own unique viewpoints to so many universal topics. And I mean, we always need to give shout out to his wife who writes like half of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you watch uh, his TV show that he had on IFC for a little while? I the did Jim not, no. It was fine. It was <laughs> no, nothing to watch, but it was, uh, it like, was something to check out. This is my review. It was fine. It was fine. All right, and it now because I care about all of you, let's just listen to a little bit of Hot Pockets. Never really see that on a menu when you go out to dinner. You know, let's see, I'll have the Caesar salad and the Hot Pocket. Uh, tonight's specials, we have a sea bass, which is broiled, and we have a Hot Pocket which is cooked in a dirty microwave. (laughs) And that comes with a side of Pepto. Is your Hot Pocket cold in the middle? It's frozen. (laughs) But it can be served boiling lava hot. (laughs) Will it burn my mouth? It'll destroy your mouth. (laughs) Everything will taste like rubber for a month. All of the Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket! Because you know what? Everything he said was true. That's it's, why it's so funny. The lava destroying your mouth. I mean, everybody knows that oh. feeling. Doesn't even have to think about it. It's just it's just <laughs> so funny to me. I love that bit. When I first heard that bit, I think up until that point, it was the hardest I had ever laughed. Like, I was like, this is the funniest thing. Who is this man? <laughs> and he's really held up. I've watched all of his specials. I listened to... Um, his dad is fat book on audio which was just hours of him making me laugh like he's so entertaining it's very hard to be a clean comedian and actually stay relevant and make people especially make me laugh because i'm a dirty comedian all the way and boy gaffigan just does it every time he really does it's just this really universal humor and when all it fails he'll just be like i'm fat and pale and we're like that's funny that's true you <laughs> are fat and pale and we love it <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, All right, we're running out of time. Of, well, I'm gonna, a lot of comedy specials I'm going to have to watch today. I know. Um, I'll just name drop two real quick. Uh, Eliza Schlesinger, the um, she's the new Netflix queen. She's got a movie, Good on Paper. Oh, yeah, check a, her out. The Eliza Schlesinger sketch show is on Netflix. Um, so, you know, check her out. She's one of the top comedians out there today. Okay. If you're a female comedian fan, she's the one to check out at the moment. If you liked Amy Schumer, uh, you probably won't like her because, you know, she's a good comedian. Oh, oh Amy Schumer dig because oh, that's brother. what we do here. <laughs> and uh, Mark Norman, one of my favorite comedians. Um, another touring one who Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> said is the one of the best up-and-coming comedians to keep our eye on. He said this in 2019, so it's a very re- recent um, clip from him. Okay. Um, so go check out Mark Norman. Uh, his latest special, Out to Lunch, is available for streaming, so go check that one out. 
All right. Get your comedy on. Let's do two more here. I have to mention, of course, Richard Pryor live in concert. Of course. This is probably this is widely regarded as the greatest stand-up comic of all time. It's a 50-year-old comedy special that is still funny, everybody. Wrap your brain around that. Seriously, Comedy Central and Rolling Stone have ranked him first in their lists of the greatest stand-up comics of all time. And for his work in comedy, Pryor actually won an Emmy Award in 1973 and five Grammy Awards. And in Richard Pryor, live in concert, he did what he does best. He's mimicking things. He mimicked dogs and children he mimicked him own self after he got a heart attack <laughs> again this is right up my alley that kind of making fun of he also really talks about race um and his tough childhood how his mother abandoned him at a brothel yeah not great and then not you great. keep that somehow funny there's truly not a single joke in the special that wasn't met with laughter Oh, like, no. That Everyone. audience is having the best time ever. Um, and this isn't just a, a, a issue of, like, people were easier to entertain back then. These jokes are legit funny. They're they great. still play in 2020. The special is, it's wild, it's full of life, and it is profane. <laughs> so, <laughs> Again, we've said this many times, we could not play a clip of this Correct, we could show. not play a clip at all. But a lot of observation and biting social critique and... Some really explosive physical bits, which I think is a Jacob thing. I think you like that. <laughs> I do indeed. Uh, yeah, but as as the first full-length stand-up concert film, it's truly a milestone. So this is an invaluable piece of art. Make sure that you check it out if you've never seen it. And here is our last one. I love me. Wanda Sykes. <laughs> oh, of course. And I'm going to talk about uh, I'm a Be Me. That's one that I really love, although I really enjoy a lot of her specials. I took my mom once to see her live and we oh, were really? like crying in the audience. Oh, that sounds like a really fun show to oh. go, with, go to with a mom for sure. It was so good. Um, and I mean, I think probably originally Wanda's best known as Larry David's foil on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She is fantastic. Like, you want to talk oh, about she two She hates pe- Larry so much. I mean, everybody hates Larry, but just the way that they just go back and forth, her voice and the way she just her puts voice, him down. Oh, she, it's great. I mean, her whole comedy, she's a really like take no prisoners satirist and a social issues activist. Um, both are on display in this uh, special. She takes on prejudice. Um, she talks about her Washington Correspondents' Dinner appearance. She talks about Michelle Obama putting interns in a headlock. I'd like to think this happened. Um, But she really, really hits her stride in this bit in talking about coming out to her parents as a gay woman. This is the bit I'm going to play for you. It's a little long. It's probably like two minutes. But... Worth it. I just think that it is so funny. This is really her like career-defining mix of absurdism and sharp double standards. It's excellent. I actually just remembered when I was an extra... She had a show, oh, when I was so this extra, is like back in 2000, I don't know, four or five, so I don't know what her show was, but um, I was an extra on it, and it was a terribly long day, but really luckily when we took like a break because they had to do something and the way people were, I was sitting on these steps and only Wanda was there, so I got to sit and chat with her for a bit, oh, and that nice. was super cool, and she was like a totally like person because some of them... They didn't want to talk to the regular people. Nah, they're busy rem- trying to remember their lines or write them on their hands or whatever. <laughs> Wanda was cool, though. So let's uh, let's play her bit as the last of the show here. It's harder being gay than it is being black. It is. Because there's some things that I had... There's, there's some things that I have, had to do as gay that I didn't have to do as black. I didn't have to come out black. <laughs> I didn't have 
have to sit my parents down and tell them about my blackness. I didn't have to sit them down. Mom, Dad, I gotta tell y'all something. I hope you still love me. I'm just gonna say it. Mom, Dad, I'm black. What? What did she just say? Oh, Lord Jesus, she didn't say black, Lord. Did she say black? Mom, I'm black. Oh, no, Lord Jesus, that's black, Father God. Oh, that's black, Lord. Anything but black, Jesus. Give a cancer, Lord. Give a cancer. Anything but black, Lord. Mom, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm black. I'm, that's just how it is. No, no, you know what? You've been hanging around black people. <laughs> You've been hanging around black people, and they got you thinking you black. <laughs> they twisted your mind. It's like, no, mom, I'm, I'm black. That's just, that's just how it is. I'm, what, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I knew I shouldn't have let you watch Soul Train. Was it Soul Train? <laughs> no, Mom, it wasn't Soul Train, Mom. It's just, it's just who I am. I was, I was just born black. Oh, you weren't born black. I don't want to hear that. Uh-uh, you weren't born black. The Bible says Adam and Eve, not Adam and Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I oh, just, just love that one. <laughs> great stuff, man. Great stuff. And you know what? Very true as well. It, it's sad but true on that little... And that's just where the comedians really hit the sweet spot, where you're laughing, but then you're going, oh, God, this is terrible because it's real. This is what happens, but you're making it so funny. It's the best kind of social commentary. It's how I wish I could get all of my news. It would oh, really help me. I mean, yeah, if we could just get like a comedian, like almost like an actual daily show giving come comedy of, or giving news every day. I mean, it's really true. Like with the whole uh, the whole Cuomo thing that happened, and I was like, oh, it's just, it's so disappointing. And I was like, I'm just grossed out. And then the Daily Show tweeted like, oh, New York finally flattened the perv. Yeah, it's like, and ah, I was like, there you go. Thank you. That'll do nicely. This is what I need to move on. But we're totally out of time. And Jacob, why don't you plug us up? So all these comedy specials, ladies and gentlemen, well, eventually, will be available at your local library. Or we, on the internet. Or, or they're or, or they're, or they're available <laughs> somewhere. You know what? You can check them out at your local library as well. We have 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on by and say hi uh we also have a website imagine that in 2021 www.buffalolib.org where you can see what we have going on and to see um what kind of um, comedy specials we have by doing a little search of your own check out your own account and don't forget to follow us on twitter at all booked up pod and let us know what comedians we should be watching okay a couple facts for you about the giggles did you know that laughter raises your heart rate and blood pressure and your breathing speeds up too. So it's mm. like you're exercising. I like that. That's Laughing a, that's for 10 to 15 minutes burns about 50 calories. Oh, Way okay. better than any other way that you can exercise for sure. Absolutely. Um, this, the science of laughing and its effect on the bodies is called gelotology. Yeah, okay. I, I did not know that. Yeah, or maybe gelotology. Gelotology, I guess. I get confused when it's a G. 
Oh. Gelatology. Gelatology. Uh, there's another gift gift kind of idea going on here. <laughs> Either way, there's a word for it. Um, adults laugh about 15 to 30 times per day. Okay. I like that females laugh slightly more than men. Oh. Y'all too serious. And babies, they laugh 300 times per day. Oh, well, okay. Good for you, babies. They, they're just enjoying life at that point. I there. mean, also, if you want to have a good day, just go to YouTube and look up babies laughing. That will put me in such a good mood. I dare you not to laugh at that. And the last one, most importantly for this time, if you laugh a lot, you may get sick less often. Oh, Laughing causes a hormone called HGH to be released, and HGH boosts your immune... Immune. (laughs) Humor keeps coming. Your (laughs) immune system, and it helps you fight germs. Oh. So people, this is actually that, like that's very important. In this is very, very important. So thank you so much for listening. Keep laughing, and we will see you next time. Bye.